0: All right, everybody, welcome to the, all right, everyone, welcome to the Virtue of Strength show. My name is Coach Luke, and I'm here with the world-famous Godfather of Strength coach, Dan John. Dan, how
1: you been, man? Good. Uh, we just, uh, I got a weightlifting to meet tomorrow, uh, so I'm kind of concerned about my weight. So we just had a tea party with my grandson and uh, my training partner, Mike Brown, in the sun. uh, uh You drink hot tea in the sun with your shirt off, and uh, you end up with a little bit of water in your hair. And I I just need to lose. I think now I need to lose. Well, I'll be fine. About I mean, it's weird. I was down. Body weight was down, down, down. I went down to Tempe for a discus and shot put camp, and I come home and I'm up eleven. And the reason I think that's important is travel kills your your uh, your, some of your plans.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Absolutely. it's
1: good. But, yeah, so I it took me, but uh, I've been losing about a pound a day mm-hmm. since Sunday, so I should be fine. Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's brutally hot out there right now. My parents are actually out in Tucson, so. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I grew up out that direction, and oh, man, it's. I think they're saying it's going to be like 112, 114. I mean, I can only imagine how that's terrible brutal. that's going to
1: yeah. be. But things I mean. are good. Uh, so, like I said, discus shot put camp last weekend uh weightlifting meet tomorrow i weigh in at three i lift at four and then uh next week i do an rkc in new york city so yeah that's that's gonna be a muggy 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 but we'll we'll survive we'll we'll survive and thrive you know yeah
0: gentle listeners that's actually where i met sir dan john was actually at an rkc event in
1: 2017 wow and that was in uh, uh uh wisconsin uh, right? Milwaukee.
0: Uh, so we met for level one in Denver at Sherry Wagner's place. And then, sorry. Yep. And, and then, then Wisconsin uh, was level two. Yep.
1: Yeah, Okay. I, I That's right. Cause, mm-hmm. and actually the Sherry Wagner RKC is probably, um, as I look over them, that was probably the, the best. That's the first time I decided to quit. And I just, I taught a lot of things the way I teach it, Mm-hmm. and i looked at this and it's like no one ever does this exercise you know this is a some of the stuff that's in the manual nobody does that there, there's this thing where you're supposed to take someone's feet and then they pull themselves into the squat
2: mm-hmm.
1: i maybe elite power do that but no normal person does you know right and so you're spending no. 20 minutes on a drill and everyone's going oh that's that's really interesting will you ever use that drill no no No. I mean, I I teach the goblet squat and I can teach someone to squat in about three minutes. So why, you know, why, why let the, why let, why compound the issue when you can just do it?
2: How about yourself?
1: Uh, Now, Mm -hmm. I want to say last time I saw you, didn't your, I want to say even your in-laws showed up, but maybe I'm making that up. Mm. So the last time I met your wife, right? Yeah,
0: you met my wife, actually. And that's that's actually a funny story. Because, uh, yeah, that was dinner in Colorado. She showed up and we had dinner at your hotel. And uh, oh, man, like you shocked her. Like, you know, she's going, you know, I've spoken about you before. I was like, I'm going to meet this guy. I've been looking up to him. I've been reading his work this is the reason why I chose this location. Cause you know, I flew out from Louisiana yeah. and so she's got, you know, she's like thinking, Oh, I'm going to be meeting some weightlifting guy. He's going to be a big old gigantic meathead and stuff like that. And the first conversation that we actually talked about was Beowulf. And she was like, just blown away uh, that, you know, she's like, Oh, you know, he's actually got depth. He's not just a big, you know, big dumb animal. So
1: <laughs> thank you. That means so much. And actually two of my former students uh, came to dinner with us that night. Because they, yeah, and that was just ideal. So Mm -hmm. that was, and they, they met and they didn't know each other in school and then met up and got married and lived. That was just a delightful night, as I recall. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a great night. Great night. And then, yeah, uh, Wisconsin was great too. That's where uh, we met uh, with uh, Sarah Smith and, you know.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sarah Smith, who I still reference because of the pelvic floor stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Enough of this journey. Let's talk. Let's get on to it
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, one of the things that uh, really drew me and impacted uh, me to your work was just the level of clarity that you have with, uh, with your training programs. I mean, it's, it's the found, you know, the fundamentals are fundamental, you know, the foundation is the foundation and, um, you know, that was just one of the things that was just so refreshing after reading fitness, you know, book after fitness book. And, um, you know, that was at a time in my life when I was busy. You know, that was one of the things that really uh, stood out to me. And, you know, a training program to me, uh, you said something very insightful, which was basically that the busier your life is, probably the less insane your training program should be. It's an X. Mm hmm.
1: So in fact, I call it, it's named after a woman I worked with. I call it Maxine, uh, the Maxine lifestyle. Um, when I worked at the, in, in as an administrator, I, I, didn't, I had my own schedule, but she thought I was on her schedule. And so one time they had a 10, 15 break. Well, you know, I get up from my desk to go get more coffee and I guess she told someone, well, I don't know who thinks he is. You know, everyone else goes on break at ten fifteen. He goes on at ten fourteen. literally one minute difference. And Maxine wouldn't put up her Christmas decorations until Christmas day because it was Advent. And I remember looking at her and I'm thinking she's perfect for the workout that shall not be named because her lifestyle is so regimented that she needs crazy in her training. Mm-hmm. But for the rest of us who have lives, Uh, you know and I'm thinking back to some of the best years of my athletic performance that have been 2004 to about 2009 I was working two full-time jobs had daughters in middle school then high school Uh, I was getting in some days 15 minute training work uh, 15 minutes to train and throwing international numbers in the discus and being uh, one of the best Highland gamers in, in in the world and people say how do you do it and it's like Well, that's, there you go. That, that when I breathed in, that's the answer. And it it becomes sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you do two, two sets of five in the military press, two sets of five in the pull-up, two sets of five in the front squat and some thick bar deadlifts. And you, you do some drills and there's your workout. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh, the next day, maybe you do a bunch of loaded carries, add some hill sprints to it and that's your workout Mm -hmm. and if you get a chance on a Saturday to go do something you go do it and uh, and it's and it's hard Uh, Mm -hmm. you don't need a I look at the workouts that's I think that's why I really gravitated in the last few years to the work of Rusty Moore and a guy named Greg Mm O'Gallagher everybody hates Greg O'Gallagher but my point is God at least do the due diligence of reading what he says Mm-hmm. He has three workouts a week. Uh, you have two heavy sets, a couple back off sets, uh, of four exercises, and you walk out the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he he's a he's a body composition guy. Right. You listen to Josh Hillis. Four exercises, push, pull, hinge, squat. Four exercises. You go in uh, today is two sets of 20, tomorrow's three sets of five. Then you know,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you just get in, you get it done, and then you focus all your time and energy on the crap, you're you're shoveling down your throat and, Mm. and it starts, you start to see it become that simple.
0: Yeah. And like, and that's one of the biggest things is most of the people that I, that I speak with that are, you know, parents that have two full-time jobs that are doing all of this stuff. Like they just want as much cognitive offloading as they possibly can, like a checklist to like, boom, boom, boom like I, I checked it off for the day it's done let me move on with the rest of my day and that's one of those things that was really insightful too that I wanted to kind of get your get your feedback on would be you know living your life by shark habits and and, and pirate maps Whoa. and checklists you know
1: okay well let's go let's go through those three terms real quick yeah so it comes as no surprise that you see me in black right
2: hmm yeah absolutely but
1: I yeah I wear uh well, I bought 16 polo shirts because that's all that brand had in North America in my size. Uh, then I found these V-necks that I like and I bought 12 of them. And so I, that's what I wear. I don't even think about what I put on. Uh, I, in fact, you go to my, I got a little red right over there. I've got this little closet with two rungs and it's all the same shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, to me, to me, a shark habit, one bite, you're gone. I try to do that with almost every aspect of my life. So uh, you called me, as I recall, we texted, no, we, you emailed me yesterday. I said, yes, I said it had to be afternoon. And here we are at 1230, 24 hours later, we're doing a podcast
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I said, yes. And I gave you a time
2: mm-hmm.
1: to me. That's a shark habit. One bite, we're done. The moment I hang up from here, uh, I got my, I got Leo, my new grandson upstairs. I got Danny, my other grandson over there. I'll probably go do something with Danny. Uh, but right now I'm here mm-hmm. and shark habits. That's when you have a shopping list. When you go shopping, uh, you gas up when your tank goes to halfway, you, um, you have a menu. Uh, I do laundry only one day a week. Uh, mm-hmm. well, uh, uh, okay. It used to be dark. on so one day and lights on the other, mm-hmm. but what I started to pick up after a while is that my personal laundry, uh, Basically, it's just all black v-necks and polos and undies, and I just don't see it as that big a deal. So, one day a week, um, shark happens. Uh, the next thing you mentioned was pirate maps, mm-hmm. and this is a concept from Pat Flynn. Let me give you can I give you both tools I used to? Yes, get- absolutely. So, the first tool, and by the way, gentle listener, if you want to, I'm not selling my stuff on your podcast, but. At go Dan John University, University.com, we have a goal setting course where I go through this in much more depth. It's 30 bucks. I think it's eight to 12 sections. There's readings, and there's lectures, and there's to do stuff. But the first assignment is the 5 2 assignment. It breaks That's out like wonderful. this. And I'll do it just for adults. I'll do the mm-hmm. adult method, which is this. So Where do you see yourself two decades from now? Well, I'm 64. I'm 64. Uh, Leo is nine weeks old. When, you know, people in my family don't live long. Uh, This week is the anniversary of my brother's death. Mm -hmm. And it's also the anniversary of my daughter's wedding, which happened just before, just after my brother died. We die young. So for me to be around for Leo's teenage years i've got to do certain things i want to dance at my granddaughter josephine's wedding i, I want to be around for leo so that changes things for me in physical ideas and fiscal uh, financial ideas so i want to make sure i'm around so what does that mean i have to do so that's the first thing then you slide down to two years in two years i'll be 66 uh, I might even be drawing on Social Security if it exists in two years. I have my doubts. Um, two years from now, certain things that are happening to me right now will be under the bridge or be behind me. I'm sure there'll be other challenges in two years. Well, two years from now, I'd better be on track for my goals uh, two decades from now. Now, with adults, I use, there's now the next one is a choice. With teenagers, we use two weeks, but with adults, I use two months. And th- and that is on me for any and all confusion on that. With adults, with a high school senior, two weeks is eternity, especially if you're an athlete. Because that, it is, you know, y- you show up for track season in February, March. Track season ends in, in May. March, April, May. Boom, boom, boom. Two months is, n- doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. But with adults, two months. Now, two months from now, you wrote down all this crap when you were working with me. If you haven't made some sub- significant progress in two months, I would tell you, throw out your two-decade goal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you told me you want to have, uh, financially, you want to have a nice little savings account, but two months from now, you haven't even filled out the paperwork. You haven't gone down to human resources. You haven't gone down to whatever you have at your work, your accounting people, and said, I want to withdraw this pre-tax. I want to do this. Then you're mm-hmm. just full of crap. Right. And I'm not trying to be mean, gentle listener. I'm just saying it's the truth. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, so it's two decades, two years, two months, today and tomorrow. Um, right over there is a piece of paper that says Luke on it. Uh, and I uh, went up to bed last night. Uh, I didn't have much of it to do list. I have a weightlifting meet tomorrow. And the number mm-hmm. one thing this weekend is get my body weight where it needs to be i have to weigh 102 kilos 224 and um, that's number one and you're number two so today's today is all about body weight and luke so that was my to-do list for today now it ended up being that i'm watching my grandson and i'm uh, we had a tea party outside and, but that's okay that's all the stuff that's just you know that's life but yeah. i i had to be there for luke and i had to be there for my body weight loss
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i feel that a night Uh, it comes right out of uh, Genesis that a day begins with the night before. So the night before, when I go to bed, I make my coffee because I like to wake up to the smell of coffee and I make my to-do list. Um, So (laughs) number one, now we're talking about this thing called a pirate map. Now we're shifting Mm -hmm. over just a little bit. The five, two assignment generates your pirate map. So what are those things? Those three or five things that you got to do every day It's interesting with financial. It's so there's a great book called The Automatic Millionaire, Mm -hmm. which I read a million years ago. And you just set up these things. You have your retirement come out pre-tax. You do this. Your emergency fund is pre. You know, you just, you just. But when you get your check, uh, I'm to the point now that when I get paid, every bill I have has already been paid, and and so it just. So your, a pirate map is simply this. Um, you know, I wrote a great book with Josh Hillis, but no one reads it. I mean, I've got them. Okay. So I've got, <laughs> yeah. so got a whole bunch of my books right here that are in all these different languages and no one reads them because what people want is a pirate map, mm-hmm. go to St. John's Island, find the white coconut tree, walk seven paces to the West, dig down. There's a buried treasure. So I set up every day like that. So one, make coffee and make my to-do list. Two, I do either a one-moment meditation, which is an app on my phone, or Mm -hmm. I do a 15-minute meditation on something called Mm brain.fm. But every day I I meditate because I I need to. Uh, With my massive concussions of my youth, uh, I need to take care of my brain health. Number three is I strive to eat eight different vegetables every day. In fact, at about an hour or two from now, even though I'm trying to lose weight, I'll have a snack with uh, kimchi, Mm -hmm. which is Korean uh, fermented cabbage. And well, for this meal, probably that might just be kimchi, you know, because I have to lose the weight.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So every day I try to eat eight different vegetables. By the way, I've already done it. Mm -hmm. I've already eaten my eight vegetables for the day. I've had one meal and eight, eight vegetables at it. And then the the last thing on my daily list is that five days a week I Olympic lift followed by a walk, one day a week I do I do mobility, and the other day of the week I just I just walk or I just ride my bike, so every day I do something physical that lends itself to dancing at Josephine's wedding, so that's my pirate map, and then you mentioned one other thing, and right over there uh, right over there. Is um, a backpack with my weightlifting card, with a Red Bull, with my weightlifting boots, with underwear, socks, uh, tape for my thumbs, mm-hmm. my weightlifting belt. I packed that three days ago. And the reason I pack my equipment three days out is if something bad does happen, like I rip my uh, the, the the shoelace on my weight uh, on my lifting boots breaks i've got three days to deal with it Mm -hmm. if i can't find my weightlifting belt which happened a couple of meets back i have three days to find it if i forgot to register with the the national weightlifting thing i've got (laughs) i'll take care of it wednesday versus saturday morning dropping f-bombs the whole time i'm doing it Mm -hmm. Uh, for me checklists menus chore lists uh, automatic deployments withdrawals deposits whatever that's what gives you the t- the amount of life well i mean for example okay i'm 64 i just spent the better part of an hour in a hundred and degree heat drinking mint tea with my grandson and my friend mike brown the front deck um that's
0: not bad that's not bad at
1: all Dan. No. that's that's not on my checklist that's not on my pirate map that's not on my daily to-do list but when you take care of things you free up your life for the things that truly are important
0: 100 yeah
1: I, i'm not a big believer in urgent mm-hmm. uh, my friend bill witt has that great line procrastination on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part mm-hmm. and i love that line and my whole my whole goal in my as i as I approach the autumn of my years as Frank Sinatra taught us is to get urgent out of my life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and to be, it doesn't mean I'm not going to lift weights. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go to discus camps and uh, kettlebell stuff and go to movies and uh, 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 plays and Broadway musicals and walk, walk on the beach and Mm -hmm. look at sundowns. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going to do it because everything else, everything else is taken care of.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. Those, those three things I think are hugely important because I think one of the biggest obstacles that people face when it comes to achieving any goal, whether it's fitness related, finance related, or whatever it might be is actually is just managing their time.
1: Hands down. I this is, I picked this up when I was in, it, at Utah State. So in my, in my I, I lived with uh, six guys in a, uh, it was called Bowling Hall, one shared bathroom, uh, three doubled rooms, uh, kitchen and living room. And I liked it. I had the highest GPA of the group. Now it could be because I'm brilliant. I have to throw that out there. I mean, I just have to throw the fact that maybe I'm just so insanely intelligent that there, that the the, the professors just, they just, they heard my name and said, he must get an A. It could also be the fact that I threw the discus shot and hammer for Utah State and traveled every single weekend. And I didn't have time to sit around and uh, make bad choices all weekend. I had to get the job done. and uh, It comes right out of Parkinson's law. That if you want to get something done, you find the busiest person you can. You know, I, I, I'm constantly amazed uh, when I work for companies five, six weeks out before a CERT, as you will remember, mm-hmm. I send you emails that, for example, oh, for this New York one, it was probably a month and change ago that I sent them a 15, 20 page article I wrote on programming with kettlebells, mm-hmm. plus probably 50 workouts. Uh, I'd sent them a full prep program for the RKC, the way Mike Brown and I coach it up. Uh, I sent them uh feedback, phone numbers, everything. Uh about a day or so, oh, and the schedule days, a day or so ago, the mothership sent them all all this information. I thought to myself, why did you wait until two? Now, what they say is, well, people lose it. Okay, that's true. People do lose it, but that's that's low performers Yeah, Mm -hmm. boy, that's judgmental but it's true low performers lose all that information
0: absolutely that's on them it's consequences
1: every action has
0: a consequence
1: high performers like myself and i am uh gentle listener you can come over here and pat me on the back but um you know the number of strength coaches who are fulbright scholars is probably low the number of professors of strength and conditioning who also are professors of religious studies are probably pretty low. Uh, I'm starting to think I might be the only one. And the reason, the reason I kind of get stuff done, like, you know, with my, my publishing mm-hmm. is cause I, if you say, if you say do this, I shark have it mm-hmm. done. If, if, if it's important to me, I pirate map that thing and I'm going to do it every day until I die.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I know, I know the listeners probably didn't think this would be a a Tony Robbins, you know, time management seminar, but it's not just time management, it's life management and it's Mm -hmm. important stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, when, if you're not eating healthy now, when's a good time to, when are you going to start, you know, if you're not getting your sleep in, when are you going to, when are you going to start making sleep important? Mm Because every day you go without quality sleep. Uh, we now know the research pretty clear is that you're turning yourself into a fat gathering machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. A good night's sleep is non-negotiable. It's, uh, it's, it's basically the catalyst for everything else. Like if you want to eat better, sleep, sleep more. If you want to, you know, if you want to look better, sleep more, sleep more. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not sexy. Okay.
1: Anything. Okay. Ask another question. Now I'm all fired up and excited.
0: Yeah. So, you know, going down this kind of this theme of like of checklists. Right. So we talk about like, um, you know, what is a good way that we can, uh, you know, I guess, checklist our training program for that busy person whose whose life is just
1: completely insane. Right. Um, Uh, Here's how I do it. mm -hmm. So I broke. I broke weightlifting down into five parts, push, pull, hinge, squat, loaded carry. And push, pull, and squat are the bodybuilding movements, the hypertrophy movements. And I think you, should, no matter what, it, whatever you decide, I think that reps on the push, the pull, and squat should be the exact same. So if you're going to do 100 pushes, you prepare yourself for 100 squats and good luck to you on that. But if you do something like three sets of eight, five sets of five, five sets of three, three sets of five for those three exercises, you pretty much will take care of almost all your look good on the beach needs. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the hinge things, the kettlebell swing is a hinge. The deadlift is a hinge. However you decide to attack that Mm -hmm. and mix and match it. And then either grab a weight and go for a walk with it. Or when you finish those first four exercises, do what I do and walk out the door. Mm I, I've lost 30 pounds body weight since uh, January 1st Mm -hmm. The people keep asking me for what's this magical, crazy secret that I'm doing. It's like, well, I I do my mobility work. I snatch the Olympic snatch. I mm-hmm. Olympic clean and jerk. And then we go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Wait. So so wait, how did you lose 30 pounds? Well, let me review that whole. I eat eight vegetables a day. I get my sleep. I mm-hmm. eat my sauerkraut and kimchi. I mean, ain't nothing new under the sun and it's that simple and so uh for our listeners if you're lifting three days a week and you just did let's just we'll make it as simple as we can i want you to uh, week week one uh, for the first two weeks uh military press either lat pull down or pull up a squat variation a deadlift variation i want you to do first two weeks three sets of five when you finish those three sets of five go for a half an hour walk absolutely after two weeks of that uh do a different push a different pull a different squat a different hinge variation Mm -hmm. go for a walk three sets of five after that so there's your first month then do three sets of eight then do uh three sets of 10 then do three sets of 12 and then give me a call because if you honestly did all that by the time you get to that fourth month, I guess that was, uh, you'll probably already know the bulk of what you need to know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And so like, and what, what I like about that so much is, so I actually kind of, I came up with this concept almost of of just like a, a pyramid, I guess, when it comes to like physical activity. And at that base okay. right there is, you know, you kind of have like your, your movement, right? You're walking. And that's okay. basically like, you know, when you think of it Uh, when I think of like how our bodies were designed, uh, you know, we were, we walked a lot, right? We got on our Chevrolet legs, we walked for a long period of time, we carried stuff. Um, And then, you know, you kind of move up the ladder there. And, you know, in the middle of the pyramid there, you have your, your lifting your, you know, your, uh, your strength work. And then at the very, very pyramid, you know, the peak of the pyramid there, you have like your sprinting and either running for your life or, you know, hunting or whatever the case is. And so, and that's kind of the way that when I, when I look through the lens of programming, that's kind of the way that I, that I think of it, right. Is, is do as much walking as you possibly can these days in in our society, lift three to five days a week, and then one to two days a week, do some kind of sprinting. The problem that most people, uh, even like busy people, right. Is they invert the pyramid. They make the, the peak, the, the, the base. And then, you know, maybe they'll throw in a little bit of lifting and then walking is like, uh, by the time that they're done with it, because they've just run themselves into the ground for, you know, eternity, uh, walking is like, I'll just take the escalator instead of the stairs or whatever the case is, you know? So, um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like something like that, do your push, do your pull, do your squat, do your hinge and go for a walk is just, I mean, it, it trains the human body the way that it was designed designed to, to be. You
1: yes, know? exactly. Um, we were having, a, in one of our walks this week, we were discussing Stu McGill, the great Canadian mm-hmm. spine specialist about how he just considers walking the best thing you can do for the spine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then we got, uh, when, when I walk, I carry weights in my hands called heavy mm-hmm. hands. And Leonard Schwartz of blessed memory who brought us heavy hands You know, he was always talking about VO2 max, which I I could care less about. Mm -hmm. But one of the great gifts of walking is what it does for your spinal health. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you talk to Tim Anderson with original strength, it's walking. So I got a spine expert talking about walking. I got a fat loss expert talking about walking. I got a rehab and feeling good expert talking about walking, 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 walking. And then I talked to a famous bodybuilder who feels that as your your engine gets bigger and bigger and bigger walking becomes more and more ideal
2: mm-hmm.
1: because if you know if you weigh 270 walking is uh and this oh, mm-hmm. quick small segue gentle listener when when I first started working with uh, uh, you know clients who are in the like 350 uh, one of the things I have a client who weighs 350 pounds do is go for a walk but we'll notice this we're starting to pick up that once when they got to about 320 310 walking had no impact and it hit me because you know i'm a genius mm-hmm. after about 15 years is that uh, when you weigh 350 the body has a to ramp up but as you drop to 295 you know you're 55 pounds lighter so what we started doing is adding small weights mm-hmm. to our fat loss clients so this is going to sound weird and i'll tell you one thing about a week ago i threw uh, I've lost more than 12 kilos, but, but I threw a 12 kilo bag, a bell in my bag and walked with it. And so I've, I've lost 13 kilos since January, but it was funny because having that 12 kilo bell in a backpack was a, so much harder of a walk on my heart and lungs. Oh, and that was my normal walk and around weight just five or six months ago. Yeah. And it was illuminated. No wonder I didn't want to get up and down off the couch. I felt like shit,
2: you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, and even from like a gut health, you know, talking with Sarah Smith about, uh, you know, about walking, you know, uh, going outside to different environments and exposing your body to different bacteria that you're breathing in through, you know, through nature and stuff like that is supposed to be really good for gut health too. Uh, you know, so yes. who would have, who would have thought that, you know, um, getting yes. some sunlight, all those, all those other intangibles that you're just not like, you know, you're not uh, well, experiencing.
1: Well, I, I like what you said there. Cause today with Danny, uh, with my grandson, Danny and Mike Brown, we, uh, we got, we brought hot water out to the front I walked over and I ripped, uh, I have a massive mint area over at my house and we just, we had, we dropped mint in the cups. We added hot water to it and you wait a minute while the, uh, mint oils or whatever explode. And so we're out there drinking mint tea that had just been visited by a wasp and a, you know, bumblebee mm-hmm. and, you know, and you're getting the vitamin D, you're getting the hot water, you're getting the mint, you're getting the, conversation it was pretty darn good and we acted like we were in uh downtown abbey too that was the funniest part <laughs> yeah
0: you know when you uh, so when you give your talks on life extension you know the that's one of the coffee wine uh you know like that's uh one of the more yeah so i mean Uh, The benefits, you know, when people try and isolate the the benefits of drinking coffee and the benefits of drinking wine, whether it's the resveratrol or whatever antioxidants in the wine, you know, they try to isolate into pills. It doesn't work when people, yeah, when people try and drink coffee and like take the green bean coffee extract or whatever the case is for fat loss. It doesn't work, right? It's just, it's a waste of money. And it's, uh, I mean, and so, so what is it that actually is making coffee and wine, this, these superfoods or whatever the case is. And it's, it's less about the actual food and it's more about actually who you're eating with, right? So when I call up my buddy, Dan, for a cup of coffee after a bad day, I have this meaningful relationship and this friendship that is supporting me, that's helping my whole person, my whole person fitness, which exactly. to me, that, you know, that's the life extension, right? That's, that's the fitness that, that that's, you know, we start to talk
1: about. You know? That's what we think in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the system I teach. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the quit reducing everything to a pill and look at uh, this week. I, I've had a couple issues going on, but uh, mm-hmm. Lacey, uh, who's just been a good friend for a long time, she said let's go out and get a cup of coffee the interesting thing was i don't think we really talked about any issues it was just two friends talking mm-hmm. and when i got home i felt lighter and i wouldn't be surprised if i stepped on the scale i was lighter mm-hmm. uh because some so the magic benefits of food sometimes um you know they did those studies back when i was young about do people really put weight on after thanksgiving and what they discovered is actually no and at the time they thought it was because um gorging yourself uh, increases brown fat but uh and it, that might still be true but i constantly think well it's also probably the first time in a long time many people eat that many vegetables and number two you know you sit around you talk you laugh yeah maybe bad stuff gets brought up or old stories, but it's okay. Cause that's what it means to be human. It's not always mm-hmm. going to be, it's not always going to be the best.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's something that I've always respected about your work. And like, it's just, is the, the body is one piece. Right. Yes. And, and you know, like the whole person is, needs to be taken into account um, and fitness doesn't operate in a vacuum. It just doesn't.
1: Right. Yeah. I call them the lees now uh, mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, socially, all the lees. <laughs>
0: Yeah. 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 And it, it just, it doesn't operate in a vacuum. Um, you know, so if, if, uh, if I get into a fight with my wife, uh, I'm going to have a pretty crappy day of training. Uh, I'm not, my mind's not going to be, be where it needs to be. At least if it's a skill based movement, maybe, you know, I might be able to go out there and deadlift
1: a hell of a lot. Deadlift, of life, That's always good. Yeah. Deadlift yeah. is good with a bad, bad day and deadlifting. Yeah. But don't try to do an Olympic snatch.
0: Yeah. And, and that kind of leads to your tension and arousal type of a thing, right? Your, um, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, if you had a bad day, you, the body is one piece, right? Um, you know, if uh, you know, so so that's always been one of those things that's really fascinated me about when I work with you know with busy moms and dads is they they take fitness and they completely remove it from their life, or they try and make their life fit a life, fit, yeah. mm-hmm. and they fit try and um, they're really trying to fit their their life to this fitness, right? This fitness program, instead of making the program fit their life and taking into context the whole person, which is really unfortunate because it holds a lot of people back from just actually being consistent,
1: um, so. Yeah, uh, I have, and I, and I think you'll notice this as you move through, certainly when you discuss the great traditions of the planet earth um, when you and it's interesting because this is the virtues workshop mm-hmm. when uh, when you when you try to make the argument that uh, you know uh, the, the, I, I make the point about
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: if you have six-pack abs but you're a total asshole I mean who cares right um, you've got you know your Instagram you know you got a million followers because of your boobs and your butt and your kids can't stand you Mm -hmm. that you're not you know uh you're not crushing it
0: you're not hashtag crushing it
1: you're not crushing it right and and you know I've met a lot of people I had some goals to do certain things and I've met people in my life who did those things and yet the rest of their life is 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 just terrible um Mm -hmm. yeah certainly I wanted to be a you know an elite top top discus thrower and Some of them did okay, and some of them have miserable lives. Uh, Mm -hmm. And very often it's because they wormhole into this one
2: Mm -hmm. little thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And
0: and so much of that, too, is, I mean, you know, what is, you know, uh, everything boils down to compromises. You know, what are you willing to, uh, I I don't want to say maybe not compromise,
1: but costs. No, your uh, your cost of benefit is correct. Mm -hmm. But I have a whole thing called managing compromises versus managing options. Mm-hmm. And managing options is what we do in my world. Discus, there's three ways to throw discus. Mm-hmm. East German style, Utah State style, linear style. There's three ways for a discus thrower to get strong. Uh, Olympic lift, power lift, strongman, combine those three. Well, those are just options. Pick mm-hmm. one style of discus throwing, do that. Pick a, pick, do the, Utah, this is what I did. I threw Utah State style and Olympic lifted. There, there you go. There's everything Mm -hmm. you need to know about my training. Compromises is what you would see more in uh, American football, special forces, uh, any any hyper complex thing. You know, when you're, if you're a high school football coach, you know, the hardest thing about going to the clinics is one time we had the Ohio State uh, offensive line coach talk about this block where the guy bounced outside went five yards down field and took out the linebacker and you know every high school coach is like uh none of our athletes can do that and so uh, john another guy raised his hand and says how do you get people to do it And he goes well this kid can't do it we just sit sit his ass on the bench and have somebody else come in well every high school coach in America in American football knows what compromises mean. It means that your left tackle is horrible, not bad, horrid, and you're not going to run to that kid in the entire game. Mm -hmm. You're going to, or whatever the position is, if they figure out that little Billy our defensive lineman is as bad as the, we think he is we're dead, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. we're dead. And that's managing compromises because Mm -hmm. Luke, I look around on the bench, and there ain't nobody better than Fat Billy. Right. That, this, this is what we are. And sometimes, as parents, you know, your kids will say, and this is my thing. And this is actually, this might be a helpful one. I think that's why seniors in high school uh, struggle so much with this weird senior stress. For the first time in their life, they're actually. They have to learn to manage compromises. You know, I always joke at the school I taught at Judge that in the freshman year, the kids couldn't decide between Harvard and Stanford. The sophomore year, Cal, oh, pardon me. Yeah, the sophomore year, Cal and Northwestern. The junior year, the University of Utah or Utah State. The senior year, uh, McDonald's, French fry guy, or maybe try out junior college. Because what happens as we go through school, the number of you have to start, you know, mm-hmm. Harvard doesn't want you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Harvard has a million kids with your GPA mm-hmm. who are on, who, who play piccolo uh, Stanford. You're not big enough, fast enough, strong enough to play for Stanford and USC. You're not, you're mm-hmm. not going to get a scholarship to Alabama. You're not good enough. And what happens is there is a million, I don't know a million colleges. There's a hundred thousand opportunities and we're asking this 17, eight-year-old to choose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they have to, like in my case, I knew I wanted to go away to a school that had uh, a good tradition of discus throwing. So Utah State was my number one choice. And that's why I went to Utah State and not Stanford or UCLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to manage compromises. Well, when I get up to Utah State, it started again as I found, mm-hmm. I called my sister the first day there and I said, I've never seen so many white people in my life. And she says to me, Danny, you're white. And I go, I know that, but I mean and it was blinding. Yeah, it was blinding. <laughs> and it was also the height of the Farrah Fawcett And every Utah mm-hmm. State girl looked like a model. And I'm not joking. And well, there you go. Uh, mm-hmm. when you're going out to to get uh, to get yourself uh to start the process to repopulate the planet, you know, you go to there's there's all kinds of people out there who fit. And you just got to make compromises and compromise. You choose, you choose, you choose, you choose.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't. And so for me, I am a big, it is cost to benefit ratio. You're, you're right about that, Luke. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and I think that's one of the knocks I have on, on the field of f- fitness it's because we do try to make it uh, N equals one kind of thing. We, mm-hmm. You know, this, oh, finally, this is the answer to obesity. Well, it's not. This is the programming. You know, uh, it's called hedgehogs versus foxes. Have you ever heard the phrase? Okay. Mm-hmm. Art, I think the guy's name was Archelaus. It's this quick little parable. Hedgehogs have one, tricks, one trick, mm-hmm. but foxes have many. So when you talk to me, I'm a fox. I have... Mm-hmm depending on the equipment we have in the facility and what you want to do i have a thousand options mm-hmm. arthur jones and nautilus nautilus yep. greg glassman crossfit mm-hmm. but i want to be a discus thrower, crossfit yep. so i did crossfit for two years i did nautilus for two years and in both cases my throws went down they got worse and when i stopped doing it they got better mm-hmm. i'm not saying either is good or bad but that hedgehogging works where it works and it's a miserable failure where it doesn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of positives to being able to learn, um, you know, to be able to learn what the hedgehog has to to teach you, but you know, that's only for a certain time. So a good example of that, you know, when you speak about CrossFit, you know, I, I I tried CrossFit uh, as well. You know, I even got my thousand dollar t-shirt and went to the workshop and all that stuff. And, um, but I think the the biggest so benefit, yeah, <laughs> and the the benefit that I got from it was um, a lot of uh, it just exposed me. It opened, it exposed. It was PE, is what it was. Yeah. It exposed me to a number of different training modalities that I had never previously been exposed yeah.
1: to. I had already done that. It was called mm-hmm. PE. Yep. And when I was young, the the best thing for me with the workout the workout that shall not be named. Was mm-hmm. I got a chance to meet like Josh Hillis and some other people, that was the, mm-hmm. that was the, that was the blessing for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But, you know, you take those lessons from the hedgehog and then you move on, you put it into your toolbox yeah. and you move on, you know, um, trying to, uh, you know, there's a saying when everything looks like a, or when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Right. Um, and,
1: and that's a good phrase, especially mm-hmm. if you have uh COVID and all you have is one piece of equipment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, you know, and, and, you know, Uh, having the ability to have multiple tools in your toolbox is really, really good for the busy, you know, the busy individual, the parent that is trying to work out in their garage and Hey, we got a six by eight, you know, piece of, piece of floor and one kettlebell. What are we going to do? You know,
1: which Um, is why, yeah, that's why when people ask me about training, the first thing I ask is what equipment do you have? mm
2: -hmm. And the
1: second thing is, what do you know how to do? Mm -hmm. Because if I tell you to do an Olympic lifting program and all you have got is a, a single 15 pound dumbbell, ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. And if you all you have is an Olympic bar and you want to do a kettlebell program, yeah, I, every so often I'll get a question like that. Can I do the 10,000 swing challenge with barbells? Um, I don't know how you can throw that barbell at your zipper uh, 10,000 <laughs> times and survive, but go ahead. Let me know how that goes.
0: You know, I saw, I saw you on your Instagram live. I think it was yesterday talking about people tagging you with their, their swings and stuff like that. And it driving you absolutely bonkers. I, I filmed a, a set of swings. I was tempted to, to tag you on it. Just, just to, to kind of pick at the scab a little bit, but uh, you know, uh, but when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And you know, what, what equipment do you have? Can I do the 10,000 swing challenge with a, with a barbell? Absolutely not. You know, like what do you have? You know um, it's just, it, that cracks me up. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: um, uh, hey, Luke, it's my whole life story. So I deal with you it do. constantly.
0: Yeah. All the substitutions, man, is great. Dan, this has been a lovely conversation. And, um, where can people find out more about you?
1: Uh, well, I got two sites. I was going to make a joke about coming to my house, but, uh, yeah. I got two sites. The first is the, the library, it's at danjohn.net. And if you decide to print everything off, good luck, because it's about 3,000 pages of free printed stuff. I've got a, a book on discus throwing there. I've got a book on weightlifting. i got a book on kettlebells. And i got a book on how, how I try to raise my daughters. And then we do have what's called danjohnuniversity.com. It is a paid site. But if you sign up, you get a huge discount on the courses. The courses are goal setting, programming, and next Monday, I think next Monday maybe, uh, easy strength. Okay.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh,
1: sign up and, um, and, and gentle listener. If you're, if you come from Luke, let me know if you did. Okay.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can download 30 free workouts at get If you're interested in anything that I have
2: to put out, uh, I would be greatly appreciated for any support that you have. And thanks for listening.